Save it for the show. Which, by the way, we could start whenever you want. Hey, welcome to the Vergecast. We started it. Just like that. So smooth. So smooth. It, yeah. Look, I'm a little... Yeah. We, we, it's here. Here's what's happening. It's a little something I like to call the Miller Gambit. I'm here. I'm Neil Patel. I'm here. I'm Paul Miller. That's, see, that's Ross Miller. Oh. oh, I get it. Uh, oh. This all makes sense now. Uh, it's a real, not it's Paul. very disorienting. Okay. But anyway, this is the Vergecast, flagship podcast, theverge.com. It's a show. It's a show about technology and culture. Uh, wh- any random fucking Miller can show up whenever they want. <laughs> uh, Megan's here. Hey, we, Megan. They Hi. are contractually. Uh, uh, Damn it. I was going to make it, a joke. Come, you snip, got this. Snip. You got this. Dieter. We'll wait for it's you. Go on. Go on, Dieter. <laughs> yeah, nope. Anytime ready. Just, nope. just jump right in. Uh, and Dieter Bone. Goodbye. Hi. How's it going? Make a joke. I did. It's gone. Right. Moment passed. <laughs> you know, for years on the show, we were criticized for uh, just incessant crosstalk. But mm-hmm. I feel like that that gave the old fans. It was like a callback, a little fan service. <laughs> Dieter tells right. a joke that nobody could hear because of crosstalk. <laughs> it's and great. better off for it. I bet it was funny-ish. Uh, uh, so there's actually a lot going on. Another leak of the LG G6 happened this week. It just went up, breaking news on the site. I only yeah. bring this up to mention uh, that the LG G6 lead sponsor – of my vodka, scissor vodka. vodka. Yeah, uh, cut through the night. This is where, uh, as a Miller, you're, I think, obligated to say the word snip snip. That was my joke. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it Man, is funny. That, w- that was funny. That was a real humdinger, Dieter. Uh, I'm just going to be really honest with the audience. <laughs> I want to I say something, and we're going to, the whole second section of the show in our rundown uh-huh. is, If you I, say the wrong thing, by the way, I'm only going to re- re- reply in like, uh, References to the last Packers playoff game. So this begin. is awful. This is <laughs> <laughs> it's an emotionally taxing time here in the United, these United States of America. I have not ever in my career as a journalist encountered a time in which no story could survive. Like no one is interested in anything except for Donald Trump. It is remarkable. The only thing that people have been interested in besides Donald Trump on the entire verge is my wife brutally destroying a curved TV and, by extension, me. <laughs> That's it. It was a pretty good takedown. It was great. I yeah. mean, I'll, you know, I love her. She's a great writer. Clearly, I, I purchased the wrong television. Let's, let's go into that now, actually. Why? I, Why? Are open with it? No. I can't. <laughs> what I'm you, saying is... You covered is, this pretty, pretty in-depth on Control It has been a hard week. We're going to... There's a bunch of tech news... To talk about, but yep. I'm just letting the audience know, and I'm sure that you're right there with me, probably, that there has been just this unrelenting wave of Trump news. Whether you're pro-Trump, you're anti-Trump, I know you're feeling it. It's just, it never stops. The man picked a fight with fucking Australia yesterday. Yep. <laughs> and then like, Donald Schwarzenegger <laughs> today. <laughs> it's just really hard. So we're going to do our best. There's actually yeah. a bunch of tech-related Trump stuff to talk about. We'll do that second. Okay. But just if you catch these weary tones, it's just hear just hear me out. Like I promise, we're just doing our best. All drinking our Red Bull. We're, we're like literally, yeah. All three of us at this table are sucking down Red Bulls right now. And by the way, uh, Paul is actually just sick. He's not here right now. Right. He's just ill. We wish him well. He'll be back next week. Sure. Anyhow, let's start with some news. There's actually two pieces of semi-breaking news. Yes. Uh, uh, you want to start with Snapchat? Let's start with Snap. Snap. Snap Inc. Snap. Snap Inc. Right. Literally, Snap Inc. as we are speaking, Snap Inc. filed for its IPO. Right. Uh, here's the number, th- and this is like much anticipated. They've been very secretive about it. Mm-hmm. The number that leaps out to me is that their IPO filing claims 158 million daily active users. Right. Which is, compared to Facebook, which in July of 2016... Uh, Facebook revealed it has 1.71 billion monthly active users and over a billion mobile daily active users. Mm-hmm. So Facebook is about to crack 2 billion monthly active users. Right. And it already had over a billion daily active users. Snap, which is like the hottest social network going, they're making a bunch of money, future TV, feeling so confident that they won't reveal information to potential investors ahead of the IPO. Like it's a it's a very secretive process. Their filing only claims 158 million. Does it seem like Snap is bigger, smaller, or bigger than your expectations? Uh, I can't remember how many active users Twitter has. I assumed it was more than Twitter at this point, but I, I mean, Twitter, Twitter always is always hovering around 300 million monthly active users. It's smaller, but than that's Twitter. so that's not so daily is probably much smaller. But than daily, is, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What I'll say about this is like I have family members on most social media accounts, not on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. So th- that to me is the difference. Well, how many family members are teens? That's my point, though. Like, my mom's not on Snapchat. My mom is on, like, everything else, though. Right. So, I mean, like, it's is it generational divide, then? I mean, like... Right. Instagram stories. Uh, I just looked this up. October 2016. Instagram stories. This Just the stories product. 100 million daily active users. So, Snapchat is, like, not much bigger than Instagram's newest product. Right. It's far smaller than Facebook. Probably Instagram is a... Yeah, Instagram has 400 million daily active users. And this is... That, that's, that's that is 20 hours old, literally. So... Jeez. I mean, the way I would read this is like pretty good time to IPO. You're still growing. You've got, uh, I think, a respectable user base. They're making money off of it. I, I don't know. I, I think this number is about what I expected. It's not shockingly high or shockingly low. And it. I don't look at it and be like, oh, my God, you're smaller than Facebook. Ha ha. I look at it as, hey, you're probably bigger than Twitter. And the Instagram stories comparison is what's really interesting, that they just Instagram made Snapchat, like the core Snapchat thing, a feature, and they just shamelessly stole it. And it just totally worked. So I love Instagram um, stories. I never use yeah. Snapchat. Really? Really? Never. It just doesn't occur to me to use Snapchat. Like so- I did it. Like, I use Snapchat on Monday because people were like, there's pictures in the office, and I wasn't able to come to the new office on Monday. Okay. I I was driven to it. I didn't. I I still haven't gotten into Instagram stories because, me too, like, Instagram still has this, like, air of permanence to it. So Mm -hmm. if I'm logging Instagram, I'm having a decent photo to put up. Snap is still to me, it's like, oh, just fuck it. I'll just. Here's here's a cat. It's for garbage, right? Like, I only send people, like, trash naps. Whereas, like, Instagram. Did you say trash naps? Trash naps. Trash naps. Sometimes literally trash. Is literally, well, that's good. But I was going to (laughs) say, trash naps is a Tumblr waiting to happen. Does Tumblr still exist? Tumblr Tumblr does exist. It's where the teens gather. Ah. So the teens are still like, where is the worst place in the internet? I think Tumblr that's is Reddit. actually, I think that's, yeah, I think that's Reddit. I got derailed. What? Oh, uh, Snapchat. No. So what I was saying is like, I don't use Instagram stories because like I have a lot of coworkers that follow me. I can't control who can see my Instagram story. Right. Right. Um, but Snapchat, it's like, if I just want to send a weird thing, I can just send a weird thing. You know what I mean? It's not right. a big deal. Hmm. And drawing cartoons on like cat snaps is so much easier in Snapchat. Yeah. I mean, look, I understand the appeal of Snapchat. I right. think I'm just old. I think you are too. Like, that's that's <laughs> or, basically it. Or I don't like, think I mean, any. I send a lot of just like you, you didn't know what a trash nap was, so exactly. So and Dieter was all over that. He was like, "Oh yeah, trash it's nap." It's like when you send like trash a drunk. Naps. It's like at two a.m. Like, look, I found this like thing on the floor, but it's funny. I'm gonna draw a picture and make a joke. Like, right. or wait, let's just take that frame <laughs> by frame. It's two a.m. <laughs> it, I'm you drunk. Know I found this thing on the floor. Just use your imagination. It could be anything. Just um, any funny floor objects while you're hammered. I, just You're at a bar and you find a weird thing on the floor. I don't know. <laughs> we do different things in bars. I, I go to some weird bars, I guess. Uh, no, honestly, no, I get it. Yeah. I also like, it. Just it's stupid shit. Like I said, like, okay, so right now TC Sadek and I have a snap streak of like 130 something days of just cat snaps. Yeah. We just send each other snaps of our cats and that's literally it. Yeah. No, look, I understand. And like, you know, their their whole thing is like, it's not messaging. It's people are just talking. Right. Ross is snapping right now. This is great. And you have a Wait, hat now. What are you going to draw on there, though? I haven't decided. Oh, I just put hats on everybody. A, did you get a snap of the floor? No, there's, there's, no, the no, there's no good trash. I don't have good uh, trash snaps here. Where sponsors pay good money to be near <laughs> live Snapchat narration. That, by the way, that would be a great show. I'd listen to all that show. But anyway, the reason I bring this up, we obviously don't talk about IPO news a lot. Um, although we are going to talk about Apple's earnings in, in, a, in a second here. But the reason I bring it up is the other piece of news that came out this week uh, is Facebook wants to build an app for like set-top boxes. They're talking about basically being where you go to watch things. Like They're going to invest in high-end TV-like content. I'm making scare quotes as right. I say that. The next battle for what happens on your phone screen is what app shows you TV. Like It's pretty clear... Mm-hmm. That that's where all of these companies want to go right now. So obviously Google has YouTube; they're doing great. Obviously Snapchat is going to raise a ton of money in this IPO process because they have such control over what they show you, and they can put ads mm-hmm. in it in all kinds of different ways. Instagram went to the uh, the algorithmic feed; now they can put more ads in. They have stories; they can put more ads in. Facebook obviously is the disgusting monster that is Facebook. And then Twitter is just garbage because they don't have this like algorithmic feed and they're like video product. They do have Thursday Night Football. Yeah, and like we d- we did a show on Twitter, like you know, like they're right. but they're, it's all the same strategy in different ways. The one thing Twitter can't do that all of these other ones can do is interrupt what you're doing with video. Right. 
like every other platform that is a feed of that kind can stop what you're doing and be like, now you're watching this video. Right. And many of them you can click right by. Twitter has not made that move because their platform just isn't geared to that thing. Right. I think Facebook doing set top makes sense to me, right? Because like they're becoming a huge video platform. But like so much for so long was like, let's do quick two minute videos that go through feeds. Yeah. If they want that like quality content that kind of lean back, I'll spend five, ten minutes watching something. Like that would fit. That would fit like that kind of hardware goal. I don't know that it makes that much sense. I mean, disclosure, my wife works for Oculus, which is a division of Facebook. Uh, <laughs> but I use my YouTube uh, I use my YouTube uh, TV app all the time. Right. It's like, oh, I have 15 minutes. Uh, I don't want to watch a TV show. Or I have 20 minutes. I don't want to watch a sitcom. I'll watch some YouTube videos. <clears throat> but there's a whole system of like, channels and shows and a whole bunch of stuff that grew up organically on YouTube, the dot com, uh, that Facebook just I don't think anybody uses it that way. They see it in their stream or they don't. Uh, and they need to get a whole lot of stuff lined up and made for me to actually want to watch it on TV. Otherwise, it's just going to be like, you know, the first stuff that Twitter did on TV, you're, like you'd have like a random ass like Twitter stream snapped to the side of the show that you're watching. Like nobody wants a Facebook stream on their TV. Uh, and so like there's the, does Facebook really need to have a TV app? Are they really putting that much into it? Or is it just a thing to do for, because what the hell they can. Uh, but the, for me, the bigger question is the thing that Neil, said, which is what's going to matter on the phone. Like who is going to win the TV watching, you know, video watching experience on the phone. And I actually think that's, like way more wide open. I think that you can look at uh, Snapchat, Instagram, even Twitter. And I think there's a lot more like possibilities there and nobody's figured it out there yet. You know, there's go 90, right? Like everybody's trying to do (laughs) something and nobody's really gotten it right. Not even YouTube, honestly, like YouTube's gotten a lot right, but I don't know. Fundamentally, how often do you like open up the YouTube app on your phone and like go to town? Right. So here's the Zuckerberg quote, which is, Really interesting, actually. This is during an earnings call. I've said before that I see video as a megatrend on the same order as mobile. That's why we're going to keep putting video first across our family of apps and make it easier for people to capture and share video in new ways. And then he suggested they're going to start paying premium content. Basically, he's saying the video tab on Facebook Mm -hmm. is going to become the primary thing that you do on Facebook, which is a huge, weird shift for that company. I mean, the most important thing about that quote is he uh, he spoiled the next Transformers movie by revealing the name of the the oh, supervillain. Megatrend. Uh, Megatrend. <laughs> I yeah. think we've made this joke before. <laughs> Megatron's Oh, oh yeah, Megatrend. His hype beast little brother. <laughs> it's, it's just Sam Shepard making robot noises. Just, it's great. People Everyone loves it. It's just one or zero now. We, we, need, we, need, we need a robot voice just saying Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, I look, dude, I think you're right. I mean, the the move here is everything was going to turn into video on your phone, right? Mm-hmm. I think that But I don't know that just video on your phone by itself quite gets you there. Like Facebook has the stream plus video. Twitter has, you know, horrible news about Donald Trump plus video. Uh Instagram has pretty pictures of food plus video. Uh Snapchat has uh your friends pictures of things on the floor of bars. Plus video, no, trash snaps. I mean, I mean, I would say Snapchat is the one platform. Instagram stories, to some extent, where it's I see there's more video that gets shared across it than just like pure snaps, right? Like the the language of that is short video clips, just as the language of stories is Instagram stories is short video clips. Mm-hmm. So like at least they're it's not a plus video. They're they're at least on equal footing. Okay, that's fair, but what I guess what I'm saying is I don't think that anybody. I mean, I'm I'm specifically looking at Go90 and YouTube here. Anybody that thinks that a pure video mobile video platform is the answer to what do we want video and TV style content on our phones to look like, I don't think that's right at all. I think that there's got to be something else in addition to oh look, there's a bunch of video here. Yeah. I mean, the TV thing is the – like, we have talked a lot about the TVification of the internet, like, just as a general thing. And, like, here's – there's our man. Here's DJT again coming in. And, like, you know, Trump is going to – his FCC looks poised to undo net neutrality. And then the consumer experience 
of these apps is like TV style. You turn them on and they start showing you things. Right. And like you can just see those two forces collide where it's like T-Mobile decides binge on or whatever they're calling is going to include a bunch of free YouTube. But Snapchat, hey, you, you want your IPO to go well? Like pay us some money. Right. Or we're going to charge our users to use Snapchat. It's, or, the, it's the premium cable tier. Or AT&T and Verizon, I'm sure, are already like, hey, Google, like just pay us and YouTube can be free. Right. Right. And like you can just see those things happening where if the money is – and it, it really appears to be where the money's going. Like the money is in inserting ads inside of these like stories or like there needs to be a phrase for this. I, I almost said force fed video. <laughs> Let's just go with it. Force fed video uh, where they're just like feeding you shit yeah. and you can't stop. And that's where the ads go. Like, of course, like every carrier is going to be like, what if we fuck with you a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, if you pay us, we'll fuck you with you a little bit. I mean, less. I've never been in like a, major carrier revenue meeting but i imagine the last one of their slides is always like <laughs> new ways to fuck with them and then like the ceo's like anyone got any ideas <laughs> like of course like if that's what lowell mcadam does that's what his deck is he makes it in keynote it's very pretty and he everyone's like here it comes like i'm almost done he's like new ways to fuck and the interns in the back yeah. <laughs> like, sure. can i tell a story about fire logs what no one's gonna stop you wow. <laughs> you have to now i just thought it <laughs> Have you ever bought a Duraflame? No. What? Okay, so Who I has? right because I'm old. So uh, everybody, no, you've never bought a Duraflame. Wait, okay. what is we're a Duraflame? So I don't old. even know what that is. I'm yeah. googling. Well, no, it's for, no, it's not that we're old. It's that we're from the Midwest. That's yeah, true. I'm also from. I'm from Missouri. I'm from the Midwest. I've been meaning to post. To, I've been trying to like craft the right Instagram caption for this for some oh, time. Oh, that thing. So Duraflame is like a compressed fire log. I'm literally looking this up right now. It's like yeah. it's basically compressed sawdust wrapped in paper. You like throw it in a fireplace. You okay, yeah, yeah. Oh. The Duraflame marketing campaign, as near as I can tell, is like variations on the phrase, you're going to fuck tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So like the regular Duraflame, the box of six that you buy, on the side in huge letter, it just says, tonight's the night. I found the picture. Wait, (laughs) what? It super says tonight's the night on it. It really does. And then there's like an up model, the Duraflame gold. And that one is like two people sitting on a couch, and it just says "Make Tonight Gold." Okay, so and like wow. I'm just I keep every time I buy one of these things, I literally think about the meeting that they had. Like someone's like, "What should our new like you know like some VP of marketing is like we're getting killed in the log market," you know, like whatever they say. It's, it's like a Duraflame. And they're like, like, "What what differentiates us from the, our competitors?" And like some interns like. We're for fucking. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just, like, <laughs> ran with it. I don't know. Or, like, some, like, some markings. I was like, oh, I thought this was a KY meeting. Well, we'll just use the same slide deck and see what happens. <laughs> it's one gigantic conglomerate. <laughs> They're like, uh, uh, we blew it again. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Duraflame, you get no marketing budget. Uh, anyway, I just, it's just, I think about it. Um, Oh. Probably more than any other human being has ever thought about it. I will say, I just found the natural Duraflame, and it's just this lady. The by natural herself. Duraflame? It's just her by herself. <laughs> yeah, she gets no oh. caption. No. Okay. It's not the night for her. It's no. not for anybody, right. clearly. <laughs> you didn't buy the right for sawdust. For the single ladies of the world, the natural Duraflame. <laughs> the loneliest log. Okay. I'm sorry. Look, I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> to bring joy into this world. Uh, Dieter, do you want to talk about Apple earnings? And yeah, by which I, I mean, uh, did, have you memorized the following numbers? No, Apple posted a number of huge num- numbers. Uh, numbers, basically. The most important number is that they they went they swung back to growth on uh, iPhone revenue, um, and so it, uh, after year after year after year after year, quarter after quarter after quarter after quarter, making more money than the uh, you know the year previous on iPhones last quarter, they had a dip. And now uh, they're back up to uh, making more of them uh, year over year. Every so year. I, I have the numbers. Um, uh, they made $78.4 billion in revenue. They sold 78 million iPhones. They have a profit of $17.8 billion. These numbers are now on the order of like silly. Like they, yeah. they're meaningless. But they've been a while, but like it's crazy. They have, I forget how much, how many billions do they have in the bank and like cash and securities? It's 200 something? something 200 billion it's something parked absurd. overseas. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, Nine something over ninety percent of all of their cash reserves right now are overseas, and that number is something like two hundred something billion. Right. So they're you know, and then Mac sales are up ish. iPad sales are down ish. Right. right. Um, 
I think there's a big question. Other is down-ish, but apparently Apple Watch as a part of Other is doing really, really well. Yeah, Um, right. Because like Other is, year over year, the iPad sales and revenue are down 20%. And then services, Mm -hmm. fastest growing, was up 18%. So like... The, you know, it's a and we can get into a, like all these things. Like iPad sales were down. That's like a want want thing. But there wasn't like a hot shit new iPad in the last quarter uh, that made sense to push sales. Uh, so maybe don't freak out. And also, in terms of raw units, it is in fact outselling the Mac. So don't freak out there either. But then again, you know, like you just you run down like these like narratives of like what is the future of each of Apple's businesses. And it's all very interesting, and I would love to do it, and like we can do it right now. Um, but at the end of all of those small tales, uh, you just need to like step back and see that it's all very small potatoes compared to the goddamn iPhone, which is two thirds right. of their business. So here's the right. thing about the iPhone. I'm going to call out our boy John Gruber directly on this podcast right now. Oh boy, why not? He can take it. Uh, Gruber obviously posted like, "No one cares about the headphone jack." It's like a thing. He linked to my review. He's like. Obviously, no one cared. You can make that argument. But here is, and he did. Are you saying that if they had put a headphone jack in it, they would have sold even more iPhones? No, I'm not saying any one of those things. I'm saying the iPhone is such a dominant product that gets sold on two-year sales cycles on carrier plans that drive you to get a new phone every two years that I think Apple is in an absolutely dominant position when it comes to making decisions about technology. Like the market is no longer deciding what phone, like what phone will be the most popular. And even if the market was doing a good job of that, um, the iPhone's best competitor uh, did a bunch of exploding last year. Yeah. Right. So like the one thing in the market that you might buy other than the iPhone, uh, the Note Seven, you might recall, had a small problem with Just exploding. Problem. Just a little problem. Uh, so you <laughs> can't. It's a little flame, right? It's illegal to take one on a plane. Yeah, a, but yeah. if you put one in your fireplace, you're probably gonna fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's just where you are with the Galaxy Note 7. Uh, that's so bad. Uh, I, that's like the, the – like I don't think Apple's specific choices about the phone are like in a competitive dynamic in the market where people are like, I don't like that one decision. I'm going to get an equivalent product that's marketed against that decision. I think they're just like, I'm on AT&T next and another phone came to my house. And they're happy, and they're going like, to do whatever they're told to do. And I think that's a really interesting position for Apple. You know, like I think it's not a good decision to take the, the headphone jack out. I haven't bought one of these new phones. But I'm still paying AT&T on the next plan. Right. So I should get a new phone, but I can't because the phone I would get, again, explodes, <laughs> and I, yeah. I don't have the Pixel. By the way, I finally bought a Pixel. The Pixel was available. The black Pixel XL unlocked, available from uh, the Google store mm-hmm. for 25 minutes two days ago. Someone tweeted at me. I bought it. Yep. I tweeted that I'd bought it, and then someone was like, it's already gone. Wow. So they had five. What? <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Google's doing great at their big push into hardware. So I'm just saying, like... It's it's cool. Like I'm v- happy for Apple. It's a mm-hmm. good phone. People are excited about it. A bunch of people here have them. Great camera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Stupid dongles. But I I look at these sales and I'm like, a bunch of things happened for Apple over the past couple of years that add up to everybody with an iPhone, at least in America, just gets a new iPhone. Right. Like it's it's a it's literally an automatic cycle. Like that is the plan you get from your carrier where it. It's like at the end of two years, like, would you like a new phone? You've paid for it. It's part of your plan. And everyone's like, yes. Right. And so like, that's why they have the S cycle. It's like, well, if you're off for a year, like you get the kind of like last year's, but a little bit better model. Yeah. So I look at this number and Dieter, you're like, they've ticked back into growth. It's not like substantial growth. It's like a year ago, they sold like 76 million or something. And this year they sold 78. Like they're converting a substantial percentage of people on that two year cycle, plus some other stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But I, I, I do think that the idea that like Apple could literally nothing they could do could screw up uh, iPhone sales is like not necessarily true. Like they still have to continue to make a good product that people want. And maybe they get like a year of grace or two, you know, a, 
until people realize that, oh, wait, this one's not as good. Um, so I, I think that maybe overstates it a little bit. Um, but I think you're right that at least in, you know, the U.S. market, it's it's just like the boulder is too big rolling down the hill, right? And it's just going to keep rolling. It's a bad metaphor. And I'm very sorry. Somebody <laughs> save me. From yeah. trying to come back to this metaphor. No, I'm going to let you, you, let you hang yeah, out and come this, back. I mean, you definitely it. opened with an attack of an, and then, on me and my football team, so you can just hang out alone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you guys, it's just a real chippy time in these United States. Okay, so that's a bunch of stuff. We should talk about Apple Watch real quick, because I, mm. I have a similar theory with the watch. And I don't mean to like just try to poke holes. It well, was, here, actually, was a good... You what was a great quarter for Apple. Like a great, they did great. They made good products. People bought them. I hope people are happy. I just think there are, inside of the narrative, there are questions that remain to be answered about why they're so successful. And I don't think that the answer is just the market has decided, right? Like it, it was a weird year for phones, right? And like I don't think the market is, is wide open. And I think with the watch... Dieter, are you about to say something? I, I was about to defend the watch, but I'm going to wait for you to attack it first. I'm not <laughs> attacking the watch. I think Apple's going to You're going to throw you know, the long bomb to attach it. And instead of oh, it getting caught by the receiver oh, of shit. your rhetoric, <laughs> I'm going to bat it away like your what? corners were unable to do I understand. at the last football game. I mean, you're just drowning. But, <laughs> uh, oh, but it's so cool. Brutal. Yeah, it's no, real it's bad. like it's like my Megan is disappointed is like, with you. I'm gonna crawl under the I make, table. <laughs> I make, <laughs> I make uh, okay, awful well, here's jokes, my thing. and then I stick to them. I think Apple has put themselves in uh, a position of absolute dominance when it comes to wearables mm-hmm. because the, yep, we have we just we've had them around. Dieter's, you've you got it. You wear them more than anybody I know. Um, maybe Dan wears them more. But what what are they good for? They're good for notifications. They're good for a and little fitness. bit of health and fitness. People, people like those two things about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my wife like loves her Fitbit. Couldn't give a shit about notifications, but loves the step counting. So she has a Fitbit because it's better at step counting than the Apple Watch. I think more people are more interested in notifications and health tracking is a bonus. The Apple Watch is just because it's Apple's platform better at notifications than any other smartwatch can be paired to an iPhone. Absolutely true. You can reply to an iMessage in the Apple Watch. You can't do okay, that on yeah. any other product. So, of course, the Apple Watch sells better to iPhone owners. And iPhone owners, demographically, more wealthy, more mm-hmm. eager to buy stuff, more happy to buy stuff from Apple. Right. They're going to buy Apple Watches. It's like, it's brilliant. Like, I don't see anything bad about it. It's just, it's a statement of fact. Like, the market for things that are good at the things that you want a smartwatch to do for iPhone owners consists of one product. So, people are going to buy that one. I think as long so as Apple I'm- maintains that, they're golden. Well, for for a market that is still very small, and who knows, like if it's going to actually grow much beyond that for any time. No, so. I mean, like the, it's like a, I mean, it's hard to tell, but like it's. I would say most people would agree that it is a better product that is probably doing better than like the Apple TV. True. True. Right. Yeah. yeah. Dieter, what were you going to say? I was going to give uh, the Apple Watch a little bit more credit. Uh, if they had not done what they did with um, Watch OS three. Uh, I don't think that uh, they would have had such a good holiday quarter. I think that they really turned it around. They actually got the prices at like the right price point. Um, they simplified the thing so it like worked better, and uh, they ha- have a more coherent story about it. You look around, you know, the wearables world right now. You know, look at all the reporting that Lauren Good has done. Fitbit, you know, firing people. Jawbone freaking out. A pebble had to get snapped up. Uh, it's not a pretty picture out there. HTC, nope, we're not making Android Wear watches. Motorola, nope, we're not making Android Wear watches. Uh, Android Wear uh, 2.0 itself, um, hella delayed. And so Apple deserves credit for making a good product that people want to buy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like you, you look out there at the options and... I, I always get mad. Like I would say, not very often because they know what it, they now know what I'm going to do when I get invited on CNBC, which is tell them shut up. Uh, Apple is not doomed. <laughs> um, but comparing the Apple Watch to the expectations of the iPhone is just fundamentally unfair. Uh, I think Apple 
deeply screwed up the launch of the Apple Watch by raising expectations so high and making mm -hmm. such lofty claims about the future of computing on your wrist. It was a dumb thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and now they like they stopped talking that way. They made the product decent. And if you've got an iPhone and you are, you know, like, oh yeah, I might want my like some of that stuff. There's literally nothing else out there that's like even passably good at the combination of like a few smartwatch things and some fitness stuff. Yeah. Everything else out there is just not good. I mean, Pebble was good, but they couldn't do the iMessage, and now they're gone. We'll see. That if should, I feel Ware like that should be printed that, on but... signs, like billboards on the highways of Silicon Valley. Couldn't do the iMessage. Now they're done. Like, yeah. just don't, don't try, basically. Yeah. Ross, do you, you had one. I did have one. I don't know where it is, though. I, <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, it was, I, I wore it for like six months. Like, I enjoyed it because I could tell the time. I can do that with little any watch, though. Right? Like, <laughs> I think it's like, it was nice to have. I am definitely an early adopter person, but once I like dropped it somewhere, I didn't miss it. Right? Yeah. Like, it only did one or two things. Megan, did you ever have one? No. <laughs> it's not your thing. Uh, I don't. I don't do any kind of wearables. Um, I don't want any kind of notifications distracting me because I already am distracted enough on my phone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, if anything comes up with notification, I have to pull up my phone anyway to respond. Mm -hmm. I don't need more reasons to look at my phone. Right. Yeah. I feel like we've had this conversation in, in many forms on the show for like two years. Mm -hmm. It's like either you're really interested in this or not. If you are, you should get an Apple Watch. It's like, and I agree with Dieter with WatchOS three. It's a fine. That's it's fine. like a fine toy. Right. It's like a kind of a nerd play with, play with it. And if I ever find my watch again, I might put it on. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Um, two other things I want to talk about in Apple, and then I'm going to read an ad. Uh, one, the touch bar. Mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of, well, some are lawyers. So it's like nerdy. It's like appeals to me. <laughs> so when you're a lawyer and you're graduating from law school, oh. you got to take the bar exam. I am so old that I hand wrote my bar exam. On little notebooks. Oh, wow. That's a fact. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Were but, they blue books? Uh, <laughs> I was fucking those. PTSD, man. Oh. I oh, drank man. that experience away <laughs> so fast. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, they were books. I went into a hotel ballroom in Chicago and took the bar exam. Scantrons, too? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, it, I don't know. Um, I, I honestly, like, I'm trying <laughs> to remember taking the Illinois bar exam, and I got nothing. <laughs> It was, it's in most lawyers that I know feel the same way. It's just like that experience is gone. Wow. I was also quitting smoking during the, the bar exam preparation period. Oh, dear God. Why? Why? My, why would you do my that to yourself? My theory was that if I could not smoke during that period in my life, I would never smoke again. And go? then oh. 10 years later, vaping was invented and fuck everyone. <laughs> um, the Pax Jewel should be illegal. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> like, I don't know if Donald Trump listens to this. I don't know if he can regulate one product away, <laughs> but just if he could send some agents to my house and remove this little nicotine stick, that would be great because <laughs> Lord knows I can't do it on my own. Anyway, the touch bar. So now like the kids, they take the bar exam on the software called ExamSoft, which is terrible. My wife took it on ExamSoft. Mm -hmm. Years ago, her computer broke like a week before the bar exam and Dieter gave me his old MacBook Air so Becky could take the bar exam. Oh, my God. They don't provide a computer? That seems really No, you bring in your laptop yeah, and you run the software called ExamSoft on it. That's and it why like can't a, they just, just so many buy a bunch there. of Chromebooks and The Chromebooks? I don't know, man. If you don't have a computer, okay. what do you do? You're screwed. Steal somebody don't be a lawyer. Borrow Dieters? Like, I guess. Yeah, I think. Borrow Dieters, yeah. Borrow Dieters. <laughs> <If> you're looking <laughs> for that's what we did. It was like one of those moments where I was like, I was like, Dieter, I can't buy new MacBook Air. I know new ones are coming out. My fiance needs to take the bar exam. So wow, priorities. <laughs> there's a world where like Becky just didn't have a computer for a bar exam because a MacBook Air was about to come out. No, it just, it just wasn't that moment. I was like, I can't buy one. I'm looking on like Mac rumors. The tracker <laughs> says I shouldn't buy one. She's got to take the bar exam. Dieter gave me his old. It was fine. She used it for like Eli, years afterwards. Huh? Why didn't you just do a Patel special, go to Walmart and buy the prettiest one? I don't, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> it's like, why do we do this show together? It's, a, it's, it's, it's got a, it's got a curved screen. Anyhow. Right? Sorry. I'm so, so mad. So, so ExamSoft <laughs> locks down your computer. Okay. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Right. So a bunch of bar organizations, state bars, mm -hmm. uh, had to issue instructions that to use a new MacBook Pro to take the bar exam, you have to shut down the touch bar. And we were like scrambling on trying to figure out why. 
it's because the touch bar shows you predictive text. So oh. if you're really oh, you're clever enough, you would enter all of the answers to the bar. You enter like full essays into the dictionary <laughs> of your computer, and oh, then just like good. push one button, it would like oh my god, out. and then you would that's sit so there smart. fake typing for the next few hours. God, back in my day, we just like programmed T eighty three calculators. This is way smarter. Yeah, we were just it's like super right smart. On the and desk. Like, mm-hmm. not a good. Here's the thing. Not here's not the thing. thing. Like, you don't need a touch bar to like fill out your predictive text dictionary. Well, how I'm would just you saying, th- if you're a student and you're taking an exam, maybe you know don't don't do that. But this you could, is why you shouldn't have your own computer. This is why they should provide them. <laughs> <laughs> I should be on this board. I could help. Uh, if anyone from the Colorado Board of Bar Examiners is listening, Megan's looking for a gig. I have some good ideas. <laughs> And her main idea is to buy shitbox computers <laughs> that will be used, stop this be right used, now. used for like 12 hours a year. Okay. There's another Apple thing I want to talk about, but whatever. That was just... Yeah. So speaking of uh, the touch bar, which runs on an ARM processor... Oh, that's the thing. Uh, Mark Gurman over at Bloomberg that's is reporting thing. that Apple is thinking about putting uh, yet more ARM processors into MacBooks. And it's not going to run. It's not going to be like they're, get, they're dumping Intel and they're, it's only going to run on ARM. Uh, but it's going to like run certain functions, especially in sleep mode. So you can like continue to get, you know, email and calendar and whatever alerts so that they're there when you wake your computer up. So it, it will let the thing sleep in the same way that your phone sleeps and some of the apps will be able to communicate with that low power mode, which to me is fascinating. The question is, are they just going to do it? And then they'll put out when they do it, their apps will support it. And then the next year they'll put out an API that says, Hey, if you make a Mac app, you can, you know, do it the same way. It'll run on our Intel stuff. That'll be fine. But if you compile it with our special thing and do these special other things, your app can run off of the arm processor and it will use less power and then they wait till they have a critical mass of apps that support it, and then they just release the ARM-based MacBook. I completely, it's a way longer timeline. But I completely, it, I, I think it, that timeline is like two years long. I think they think put so? out. The, yeah, I mean, I think you're. I think this is exactly right. They put out the. They put out the hybrid thing. They tell developers, if you you know do your app right and set the right flag, it'll run on ARM. It'll increase battery life. Consumers will yep. want that. Right. Um, yep. But obviously that thing won't be as powerful as Intel. But then they just have to wait on Moore's law, right? And yeah. eventually they, it'll be powerful. It'll be as powerful as the MacBook pretty soon. No, I mean, it'll be – I think it'll be – like the, the the iPad Pro is way more powerful than the MacBook I'm using right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're both like the most recent generation. Um, the the question is like do they want to cause a convulsion that the way the way that they did with uh, the switch to Intel way back and like have you know Rosetta translate stuff or are they just going to say – these apps support these MacBooks support the new kind of apps and these the old ones don't and so if you want to write to that write to that so that's question one how big a change do they want to make question two is the question that sounds dumb and I'm about to say it and you're gonna tell me I sound dumb but I'm gonna say it you sound dumb but here we go super dumb you know what the biggest most uh, popular ARM based uh, computer platform on the planet is. IOS. You sound dumb. Could they could they put <laughs> iOS apps dumb. on the Mac? Just, you, I'm no, just saying. You sound dumb. This this logic I know is, it sounds dumb. This but, logic but, is like a boulder going down a hill. <laughs> and you're like trying to catch a pass. You're Sisyphus it's and you're, an you're grabbing boulder it, yeah. <laughs> deflecting a metaphor pass. Um no, I, I get what you're saying. I just don't I don't think they're gonna do iOS. I think they're gonna find a way to move Mac OS to ARM. Yeah. It's it's the right it's the right move. I think this is really clever. If this is how they do yeah, it, I it, think it's very, very, very clever. Okay, I need to read... It's way... Yeah, sorry, that's it. I mean, it's way nicer than I expected it to be. I expected them to like say, we're doing this in a couple of years, get ready, and then everyone's like, ah, and instead it's like, it's like it's like a Trojan arm processor. Do you know what you should expect me to say right now? Today's episode is brought to you by Crizal No-Glare Lenses. No one saw that coming, because you're not wearing Crizal No-Glare Lenses. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, nice ad lib. <laughs> I'm doing what I can for these people. <laughs> if you wear glasses, you know the fingerprint sponges, scratches, and glares can be a constant obstruction in your vision and a huge distraction. Sometimes you end up focusing more on what's in your glasses and what's going around you. That's why you should wear Crizal no glare lenses. They give you the clearest vision possible, offering resistance to glares, scratches, and sponges. No more blinding glares from the headlights of oncoming traffic while driving at night, Ross. <clears throat> 
No more fingerprints, smudges from taking glasses on off, or scratches from cleansing on lenses on shirt. And because Crizal no going to stay clear and reduce distracting glare, your friends and family can actually see your eyes, not just your glasses. Look better, feel better, and most importantly, be prepared for whatever comes your way with clear vision. Go to Crizal.com, that's C-R-I-Z-A-L.com, and start living life in the clear. I did it. You did good. That was really good. Right. Yeah. Right. Real proud of you, champ. B plus. Oh, what harsh. is going on on the show? <laughs> it's just, it's killing me. All right, so we got to do it. I'm not going to apologize for doing it. I'm just alerting the audience to doing it. The biggest story in tech this week is not really any of the stuff that we've talked about. It's the fact that it's, what are we at, 14 days in, 12 days in to the Trump administration? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's issued a flurry of executive orders. There's one in particular about immigration from seven Muslim-majority con- com- countries, companies. The tech industry as a whole has responded forcefully to this executive order. Literally, as we are coming on to air here, Travis Kalanick, who was on Trump's board of economic advisors, mm-hmm. resigned from that board uh, because he, he said people took it to mean that I endorsed his policies, but that's not – I just – my goal was to provide advice to the presidential administration, but I don't endorse his policies and I don't want people to be confused. So he resigned. Dieter, you were at protests at – you were reporting on protests at SFO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also just like a random pop-up protest at Google stage. Yeah. Google Google employees walked out. Yep. They demanded to know. Sergey Brin was actually – you saw him at the protest at SFO. He said, I'm a refugee yep. to some other reporters there. Um, yeah, he wouldn't talk to me. It was really sad. Comcast. He was running away. <laughs> Comcast employees are protesting Trump. Wow. Uh, Disclaimer, NBC invests in our company, but that is – I'm just saying if fucking like Comcast is on (laughs) our – whatever. (laughs) Uh, 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 Jeff Bezos is out against it. Satya Mm -hmm. Nadella issued a statement. Uh, Sundar Pichai – actually, Walt wrote a column. Sundar emailed Walt with another statement. Apple, Tim Cook said they don't support the policy. Reed Hastings said it's un-American, CEO of Netflix. Just down the line. Right. Um, I, I'm like – Alexis Hanian from Reddit said it's bad. It was like the most viral post on Reddit. Uh, my favorite, the CEO of Strava, the run tracking app, tried to run the word <laughs> freedom. He did a pretty okay job. I, I will give credit to Gizmodo for a much better headline than ours. Yeah. <laughs> Their headline said Strava CEO, Creenum for all, because it's just, <laughs> it just doesn't look like the word freedom. Oh, that's all? No, no it's, it's, I don't it's, know what it's supposed it? to be. I think oh. it's supposed to be for all. Like for, I was like, for are you? For, I, thought, I think oh, it's for all. Okay. But okay. Creenum for you. <laughs> well, Creedum is like the, the slogan of the band Creed, of course. Creedum. <laughs> Creedum. Oh. Give me Creedum, give me death. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but anyway, I will say, unlike many other industries in America, the yes. tech industry in particular is just out in front in protest of this. Right. And like, whether you agree or disagree with the president, it is remarkable that this industry has decided that they 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 don't agree with his stance on immigration. Right. Um, and it yep. is just absolutely the biggest story in tech. So, Dieter, you were at the. I, I kind of want you were at the protest. What, what was yeah. your sense? Uh, so the, the two protests I went to, um, I went to just, you know, document and cover. So I tweeted out basically stuff from it pretty straight. The SFO protest was very long. It was nine hours the first day and I didn't go to the second day, but that was like four or five, six hours. Um, Sergey Brin showed up, uh, by the time I had like found him in the crowd, he was already trying to leave. And so I'm like, Hey, Hey, I was like, do I take a picture or do I ask a question? I only have time for one. And so I asked a question and he said he wouldn't talk to me and he left. But like he wasn't there like chanting and yelling. Uh, the the Google protest, they did it. It was employee organized. Uh, they did it on their main campus in Mountain View and also at their satellite office in San Francisco and apparently a bunch of other places. Um, and it was, you know, like a like a protest. There was pe- people marching and they had signs and they chanted the the familiar chants um, but at the google headquarters it was more interesting because like the ceo got up there and uh they like brought out a woman who like barely made it into the country and avoided the the travel ban um and like sergey brin actually spoke to to the crowd uh so and then the other other tech companies that haven't had like 
walk out. Although it's funny, every time we say that they walked out, the companies get mad because like they didn't walk out on their job. They went out to protest because walk out implies you're protesting against the thing you're walking out on. Anyway, uh, what's remarkable to me is watching all of these companies line up against it and they're starting to send letters now and they're sending letters to their employees uh, when it's like they're spending capital that they maybe could have saved, like especially with Apple, to like repatriate their money, right? Yeah. And the the big question now is under Donald Trump, I think the rules of like what effective political action from a company was was pretty clear. And the stuff that these tech companies did would probably have been very effective at pushing their agenda forward. Um, but now the question is, will a bunch of like, you know, strongly worded letters and statements from CEOs, um, you know, walkout style protests that are quasi sanctioned by the tech companies and, uh, you know, a bunch of letters sent to Congress or to Donald Trump directly saying, don't do this. Will any of that, those like fairly, you know, mostly traditional, a little bit of non-traditional methods of like corporate political action actually have any real impact? And if not, and my hunch is like probably not, what is the next step that all of these tech CEOs need to make? And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I, with you on the probably not. Although things have been changing, right? Like new guidelines have been issued. There's a little bit of change around the edge of the policy. Yeah. But I mean, I think if Trump, Trump wants jobs to come to America, he needs these companies to participate. And so I think there's a, a real back and forth there. I don't know, Megan, you're yeah. on like the culture side. What are you what are you seeing? You see it a lot in like Hollywood where you see a lot of people speaking up. You see it in the communities and the way that people are fighting like all right was just like banned on Reddit. Like there's just I don't even know where to start. Like there's just like so much shit going on and like every time I log in on Twitter past like five PM, it's just like everything is on fire. It's everybody yeah. freaking mm-hmm. out all the time. I think I saw someone towards like three days in Trump is like Six weeks. I actually reality. commissioned an article from our science section about time dilation. Oh my god! Oh, really? Good. Like stress makes you feel like time takes longer, right? So like Trump years for us, like it's already been like six years into his presidency. It's literally our... the evil flip side to time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> oh god! Like time lasts forever when you're under stress about nuclear war. I um, mean, yeah, I can't believe it's only been like two weeks. It... Yeah, but I, look, it's a story, and like I think there's been, I get a lot of email like, why are you covering so much politics? And I can't be like, well, we're going to ignore the CEO of every tech company saying they don't like the president's policy. Like that, even if you narrowly consider The Verge to be a tech site, which none of us do, it's just happening. Like It it dominates the news cycle. I said at the top of the show, it dominates the news cycle in a way that – Literally nothing else I've ever experienced is dominating the news cycle. The thing is, too, like things that wouldn't usually be political are becoming political. So it's like this week Budweiser released that commercial for the Super mm-hmm. Bowl where it's about, you know, their founder having his like immigration story. And normally that's just America because we welcome immigrants or we did until mm-hmm. Trump signed the anti-immigration order. And so now it's a very political statement. It's them coming out right. <laughs> against it when really they made this ad like months ago. Exactly. Yeah. Biggest biggest night for TV. They have a primetime spot to play what's essentially somewhat of a pro-immigration commercial. And they were just doing it for fun. And like... But that's the thing. It's they like weren't trying to come is, out and be like, yeah, yeah, it's like not usually an issue. It's just like everything is becoming political because we're so divided right now. Right. Yeah. You know what doesn't divide us? Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it does divide between pages with their <clears throat> amazing tools. I don't even know if Squarespace wants to be associated with that. I just know that we're, <laughs> I just know that we're running out of time. Anyway, my, my point is my point is only I've gotten a lot of notes. I'm certain some listeners have wondered as they look at the verge, like, why is it dominated by Trump coverage? I will tell you, and Dieter and I've had this conversation a lot, like we are on the hunt for gadgets to put on Circuit Breaker. We are on the hunt for science stories that aren't about lost scientists stranded because their visas got revoked. They're they're out there. We're looking for them. But there is there is one focus of the entire tech industry right now, and that is that is the, the presidential administration. And like I I've said it several times now. I've just never experienced anything that has just taken the oxygen out of every other story the way that Trump has taken the oxygen out of every other story. Which is he's probably very proud of. Just based on what we know of him. But if you're wondering why, it's because the whole tech industry, the science community, 
as Megan said, like the internet community, right. the internet community, yeah. the cultural community, the fucking transportation community. That's all of our sections. Mm-hmm. There, the, everyone's just like <laughs> paying attention to this, and this is all the news that they can generate. So here's a here's a really really good example of this. I went to the Zelda Escape the Room thing in San Francisco, and if you're going to go to this thing, stop listening. I'm going to spoil the very ending of it. Um, so it's great. You're in a room for an hour. You're trying to solve puzzles, and you, it's like teamwork, hooray! Uh, and at the end, it, it, it turns out. Spoiler alert: the final puzzle is you have to like shade in this piece of paper that you've had with you the entire time, and then it reveals that there was a Triforce there, and that's how you like win. It was in um, your heart and, all along, right? But in order to see it, you have to like take a, the map of the world and like and, and shade it in darkness. And then they played like the ending of Ocarina and they like changed all the subtitles to like try to match the metaphor of shading the world in darkness. And they had this whole like five minute video game Zelda thing where like Princess Zelda is telling Link in order to survive in the world, you have to understand the most evil man uh, ever and embrace the darkness so that you can continue. We're just like sitting here watching it. Like, I just want to go play the switch. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) It's sitting right there. There's happiness right on the other side of this curtain. And you're making me watch this. What are you doing? Like everything, literally yeah. everything that everybody is doing on the internet today is being put through this Trump lens. And like, it's like basically inescapable. Yeah. I will say that I have chosen to escape it by watching absolutely terrible movies. I just sit in my bathtub for hours and don't look at the internet. Uh, <laughs> last night I watched We Are Your Friends, which with, is with Zac uh, Efron. With Zac Efron. Wow. Uh, it is, as I, I told Dieter this, it is the 1980s movie Cocktail with Tom Cruise. Have you seen Cocktail? We've, all, we've yeah. all seen that, clearly. I, I mean, wait, okay, you are fucking up if you haven't seen Cocktail. It's good. Just straight up, Cocktail is a great movie. Okay, okay. It's one of the, it's like, it's on the order of Roadhouse. How does it stack up to Demolition Man, though? Cocktail is, it's, it's so much better than Demolition <laughs> wait, wait, Man. Wait, 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 wait. Demolition not... Man is like Funny not thing. a good movie. Hold Funny on, thing. hold on. Both Cocktail and Demolition Man feature shells. Yes. <laughs> yes, this is a beach bar. Dieter making the connection. Uh, <laughs> and boulders. That is, that is, yeah, like, yeah that's just boulders again. That is like one of the worst clues to a trivia game ever. Like, what two movies have seashells? And like, if you came up with Cocktail and Demolition Man, like, you should, you should be like institutionalized. Anyway, um, so Cocktail is great. Just okay. put it out there. We Are Your Friends is basically a remake of Cocktail, okay. but instead of hot shit 1980s bartenders, they're not good 2010s DJs. Wait. Can I also just say, yes. so earlier you said DJ T, and I was like, who's DJ? Is that like a cool one? I was like, oh, you mean Trump? Yeah. You made him sound cool for like a half a I second. like to assign Trump uh, friendly nicknames because I feel like it humanizes him. Mm. Which is good. Uh, is it? Well, it lets me engage with like intellectually, like Donnie. I call I called Obama Barry all the. I don't know. It's just a thing with me. <laughs> you bring him down to my level. Barry. Barry. Yeah. yeah. Backwards hat Barry. Uh, so Donnie. Donnie. It sounds so friendly. Um, <laughs> anyhow, this is what I'm doing, and it's a horrible movie. Mm-hmm. Like it literally. I'm, I'm just going to spoil. We are your friends. Just don't worry about Just it. Just skip ahead if you really don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> like literally the 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 he like there's an old DJ and then Zach Efron's like the new hot DJ and the old DJ was like gonna teach Zach Efron how to be a good DJ. It's a whole thing. It's bad. Emily Ratajkowski is like the old DJ's girlfriend. Okay. He just like sleeps with the other dude's girlfriend, and he's like, "I'm sorry, my friend died, but I have a new song." And the old DJ is like, "Yeah, we're 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 cool again." And then he like plays the song, <laughs> and it ends with like him getting the girl, and it's like, "You are just a fucking asshole." <laughs> like, this isn't like cocktail at all. I was promised cocktail with DJs. <laughs> no one learned a lesson. You just got everything you wanted. And then uh, then you go on Medium and you write an angry scribe about, about millennials. This is how I'm spending my nights. It's bad. Sounds healthy. Um, but I encourage everyone to watch just, just terrible movies. Just okay. This is all you can do. Mm-hmm. I watched. 
This okay. This is even bad. I watched SWAT Cats the other night. SWAT Cat? What? What is that? What? You don't, wait, what? Do, do you know what this is? No. This Nobody is like, knows what this is. This is an old, old cartoon from the nineties. I should have just kept just reading the Squarespace happy. ad. Yeah. We're just just move on from this. All right, Andrew, we're gonna do this, this and then and then Ross is gonna have a gadgetorial. Yes. Please tweet Megan is at Megan underscore Nicola. Just tweet what terrible movies you've been watching at her, and we'll compile Ooh, a list. Please do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Last week it was like tweet comments about underpants of, at her. I got some sweaty shorts comments and a couple yeah. demolition man comments. Yeah. So mixing right. it up. You know. We I get to get a lot of requests for a, a straight demolition man episode. I mean, it is a great movie. It's not. It's, it's just a wonderful no, movie. It's not. But you should watch no. Cocktail. Okay. I, I'm, I don't want to like. Everyone just send me your recommendations for things I should watch instead of but Cocktail. But Cocktail is great. Piss off Eli. <laughs> it think. is. It is good. I mean, it's no Demolition Man. I don't but feel it's... like I'm doing great on this episode. I'd like to apologize to our audience for Megan. <laughs> on behalf of me. Okay. <laughs> Look, today's episode of Varying Quality was brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you're planning to start a business, change careers, launch a creative project in the new year, which is now, just sign up for Squarespace, okay? It's widely <laughs> used by all kinds of people and businesses. It gives you the ability to create an online platform with which you can take your latest goals and turn them into reality. Whether you need a landing page, a gallery, a blog, an online store, uh, it's all included with your Squarespace website. That's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You get a unique, unique domain experience, a fully transparent symbol set up. You can add and arrange your content and features to click of a mouse. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. But if you do have questions, you can turn to Squarespace award-winning 24-7 customer support for help, no matter how technical or trivial your problem may be. So start your free trial today. It's squarespace.com, which I'm sure you know, and I'm sure you know the offer code, which is Verge. You get 10% off your first purchase. That's Verge for 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, make your next move. Make your next website. You just kept pointing at me. I'm like, do I, am I prompted to do something here? <laughs> Start a fucking Squarespace blog, man. <laughs> I'm working on it right now. All right, this is great. I've fun. sworn a lot. <laughs> like, is it obvious like how much stress this week has caused? Like, I literally was like, where is gadget news? Like, someone show me some gadgets. And it's like, all of Google's employees have walked out. No mm-hmm. gadget news will be produced. No. <laughs> it's just not happening. <laughs> it's the worst. Well, right. you're, Ross, you're going to say something else? Um, no, no, no. I'm just, just you, you keep going. You do your thing. Well, speaking Please, of gadget Ross, news, a, a oh, Miller great. on the show is required to host a weekly segment, which is called Gadgetorial? No. No. Oh, God. I don't Actually, know. that's the first time it's been called the Gadgetorial. Oh, okay. So you're doing great. Great. Cool. I'll call it, I'll call it Counterpoint today. It's Miller time. You pick Sure. Just keep going. So I, my understanding like a is- a real Squarespace marketing slogan wow. committee over there. <laughs> Uh, we're just, I'm just, just, it's my Duraflame moment, guys. It's my time to shine. Um, so my understanding, so my understanding is I get to pick a gadget this week and everything I say, my opinion is basically hundred percent fact going forward. Yes. Great. Cool. So my gadget this week is the UN40K 6250 AF, also known as the Neil Eye Curve Screen. Oh God, you're picking. Oh, oh man. Um, and I, no, I'm here, I'm here to defend it. I am here to defend the Curve TV because Becky had all the right points, but she had the wrong perspective on this, right? It's so Curve TV. Becky, obviously, knew his wife, the new editor-in-chief of The Verge. She's great. Uh, she's great. She wrote this beautiful editorial. But, you know, I feel like her, she's wrong. It's a review. It's a great, it's a great view. Look. The Curve TV. So the problem is, her problem is with Curve TV. She's a, a giant couch. Well, first off, not a problem here in New York for most people. And only one good spot on the couch to see the TV. I don't see a problem with that. Look, you bought the TV. You should get the best view. Everyone else has to suffer, right? Like, that's I perfect. I don't want to be your friend. Like, I never want to come watch movies at your place. That sounds like it sucks. But here, I'm also being helpful. Look, lots, there's a lot of glare in the you sunlight. You should watch Cocktail by yourself. Yes. <laughs> if you want to watch Cocktail, you can have the prime spot, okay? And we'll all otherwise right. watch. Like, Everyone the else has to leave. Look, lots of, <laughs> what's the other problem? Lots of glare in the sunlight. You know, whatever. Sun, the sun causes cancer. Like, oh my god! You don't want. You don't this want is that. This is a great gadget. This is a great gadget for being by yourself alone in the dark forever. You guys, I just googled. Oh my Ron. god! <laughs> I just tried to Google cocktail and I typed in cocktail.com. <laughs> so I'm yeah. doing terrible. Uh, also, cocktail.com, legitimately the best website I've ever seen. Wait. Okay. Let's see this. Okay. Everybody is googling. Is it better than spacejam.com? It's not great. <laughs> Guys. What? <laughs> it's coming soon. <laughs> no. Wait, wait, wait. You can oh. pick ingredients. I want. I want. Okay, it doesn't doing... do anything. I, I want. Sh- I want brandy. <laughs> uh, there's a search box. Just go to everyone. Go to cocktail.com. Give them as much traffic as they've ever dreamed <laughs> in their oh, entire lives. Wait, wait. I got. Lives. I got one. I got one. What did you get? I got, I got a B and B. I got a Batilda. 
What is Matilda? Right. A Matilda. This God. is Matilda. It's Great. Brazilian. <laughs> you picked Cachaça, didn't you? Can I can I tell the story about this stupid TV? It's, yes. I told part of the story on Control yes. Delete, but I'll I'll say it again. I bought the TV to watch it outside. It's it's like the most bougie thing in the world to say. <laughs> I had a bougie week last week. I'm having a bougie week again. We have a sun porch. I wanted to watch a, a football game. My team won that game, Dieter. I bought a TV to put it outside. That game. Right. So I wanted to only buy the cheapest TV I could get. Okay. That's why. And I was like, this one is fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's curved. It's fun. It'll be funny. We'll laugh at it. Have, have you read TheVerse.com in the last I'm aware years? that I shouldn't have bought the TV. I knew it at the time. But you didn't take it back. No, because we we put it outside. It was yeah, like, it's like shoes. Once you once you use it outside, it's like you're not allowed to return it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you guys are good at returning things. I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll say every year at CES, the Las Vegas Best Buy, there's a lot of suspicious returns at the end of the week. <laughs> um, uh, but but whatever, it was just it was there. It was take outside. Yeah. We're gonna watch outside. Put it away. Uh, next week comes, take it outside. You watch right. again. The thing is, once you have a TV, you can't. You can't like get rid of it, so now we just have it, and it's cold outside, and we're not watching TV, and we're watching TV. You in the could give room. it to some poor family who only has a spot on their couch for one human. Yeah, <laughs> some, some you know what? Poor's love curved TV. <laughs> is the a couch that only has a spot for one human called a chair? <laughs> anyway, I'm just asking how chairs were born. So like the TV, we just want a smaller couch. <laughs> I mean, how small can we make a couch, Thompson? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to try, goddammit. <laughs> I made a couch that fits, too. I call it a love seat. Keynote, make it keynote, smaller. Keynote presentations. <laughs> you thought we couldn't do it, but there's one more thing. It's a chair. We call it chair. <laughs> make it smaller. Stools. Okay, we got, we're okay. going to end the episode. <laughs> All I'm saying is I never intended it to be the main TV, and then once you have a TV, it inevitably becomes the main TV because you can't just buy another TV. No, it's just a mark of your shame. It ha- yeah. <laughs> she complained about it so much. Look, I was just going to say this. I asked her to write it. Yes. I So I commissioned it. I edited it, and I chose to publish it. She didn't just bully her That's way so on the front page of the site. Like, the relationship is – I've gotten a lot of notes. They're like – I'm worried about your relationship. You should take her out to dinner. What? I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, we think this is hilarious. Did not expect her destruction of this TV to go viral, which it did. Mm-hmm. It did. Oh. Uh, I had to spend a nice, you know, hour or so talking to the good people at Samsung, <gasps> explaining my wife had reviewed their television. Oh my god! Without contacting them first. Uh, she got invited <laughs> to their next TV launch event party. Really? Like, we usually don't go to these parties because there's no news. Is it a curved TV? No, it's just like they're having, like, their, like, you know, party for, right, like, right. dealers and, like, you know, the corrupt press to go to <laughs> and, like, drink free booze. And, like, we usually don't go. But I'm going to take Becky. They're like, we'd love to have her. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, she can have any TV she wants. I'm like, that's great for her. <laughs> but I can't. She has uh, to spend the entire time at the party learning what QLED is. Yeah, uh, like and then every other TV manufacturer has offered to let her review a TV. Amazing. Oh, wow. Uh, because I think they're very confident that their TVs are flat. <laughs> like, they know, like, they know they should be like, this TV is great. It's not because it's not bullshit like the other one. So, like, she, she's got a great, she can quit being a lawyer. Great. And she can move right into evaluating whether or not TVs are curved. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, Dieter, I've got a bunch of stuff on this list. I'm just going to read these headlines to you, and you can, lightning you can round. offer reactions to them. Yeah, it's a lightning round. All right. Facebook, Zenimax lawsuit ends with $500 million verdict for Zenimax. Megan, Dieter, your wife works for Facebook, so you have to remain quiet. My de- immediate response okay. is just, damn, and that's it. That's all I have to say. That's a lot of money. I mean, that's Not for Facebook. Uh, yeah, but like- That's it, like one Mark Zuckerberg sneeze. Yes, but if you took that money and bought Oculus Rift headsets, that would triple the number of Oculus Rift headsets in the world. Facebook, Zuckerberg's like, what's the smallest couch we have? Find the change in it. <laughs> His wife's like, it's a chair! There's money in the chair! Uh, I mean, it's a lot of money. It's great for ZeniMax. They can continue not making anything of value. No, no, wait. They make, like, it's Bethesda, too. Like, they make, They like, make, why is a parent company called ZeniMax? Mm. All right. Well, they're fine. are not naming things, clearly. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, T-Mobile ni- might not support RCS. This is a pure Dieter. This is just Dieter red meat. I mean, RCS 
has made huge, huge strides in the past year towards universal compatibility across carriers. And therefore, it is only a trash fire right now instead of a full-on raging dumpster fire. Cool job. Razer bought Nextbit. Nope. What is <laughs> what is up with Razer? They they bought THX. They bought Netflix. They're next bit. Like I don't get it. Like what do you what, what what's the plan here? Also, uh, the next bit phone was cool. Uh, it looked pretty, and uh, the aesthetic of the next bit phone and the aesthetic of Razer are so wildly different. I have no idea what the plan is there. Yeah, one is like very twee and looks like yeah. it's made for people who like like journaling. And Razor's products look for like they're for murderers, and right. that's not like a. <laughs> you put those things together, and you, I think you arrive pretty much at serial killers. All right, like, oh, like journaling okay. murderers. That yeah. <laughs> <quickly. laughs> <laughs> <So now, laughs> the show is over. It's been uh, here. I, we would like to thank the excellent people at Crizal, who I'm assuming have just never listened to the show. But they continue to sponsor us with their no-glare lenses. So thanks to them. If you wear glasses, you know, about the smudges and the bullshit. Crizal doesn't have any of that. They give you the clearest vision possible by offering resistance to glares, scratches, and smudges. So look better, feel better, and most importantly, be prepared for whatever comes your way with clear vision. Go to crizal.com, C-R-I-Z-A-L, and start living life in the clear. Crizal.com. Great. There's a million other ways to get a hold of us. You can follow at Verge on Twitter. You are at, we're Verge on Snapchat. We're at Verge on Instagram. Uh, we're on iTunes. You can listen to Control-Alt-Delete, which uh, Walt is a – he's much more organized in his conversation with me than I allow this group to be. Uh, you should listen to Verge Extras uh, this week. Lauren Grush, our excellent space reporter, interviewed her parents, who are both fucking rocket scientists, who worked on the Columbia shuttle mission and, like, figuring out what went wrong. It's the anniversary of that disaster. So, like, listen to that. All that's at theverge.com slash podcast. There's also Too Embarrassed to Ask with Lauren Good, Recode Decode with Kara Swisher, Recode Media with Peter Kafka. All of that is on the Recode side. All of it's on iTunes. Go rate it, review it. Um, you can also uh, rate us directly on Twitter, which I know we all enjoy. I'm Matt Reckless. Uh, Ross is Ono oh Roscoe. Yep. Megan underscore Nicolette. And at Backlon for, for Dieter. Just, just come talk to us. Um, we apologize for this episode. That's the Verge cast. I'm you proud don't. Of it. I'm proud of it. Defiantly. Also, next week we'll be talking only about Cocktail and Demolition Man. Yes. Megan, you're coming back to just do 45 minutes on Cocktail. <laughs> I'll be back. Just the website, though. Not What's your movie. favorite Tom Cruise movie? I really like Edge of Tomorrow. Whoa. Wow. Wow. wow modern. What? Modern. Well, because you're like a gamer. A shocker. Um, you know, he did a really good movie called Legend, which is just like a Zelda movie. It's like a really old. You old... are like pulling out the deep cuts. <laughs> Go recent, go very old. Yeah, it's yeah. like Tim Curry, who's like huh. the devil, like literally like a devil. He has these crazy horns. Um, pretty sure Tom Cruise wears like a skirt, like a battle skirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's an awful movie. Oh, it's a gra- How dare you? How, have, how do you know about the wardrobe in that movie, but you haven't seen Cocktail? <laughs> All right. Does Everybody Cocktail go watch Cocktail? That's the your, answer is no. This is your assignment for the week. Staff and listeners of the Vergecast alike, watch Cocktail. It will calm you down. It's a picture of a vibrant, go-go 80s America. Yeah, you can think of it as we are your friends, but instead of DJs, it's bartenders. <laughs> That's so interesting. I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the Vergecast. Cut through the night. Rock Paul, and roll. Snip, snip. Rock and roll. Just catchphrases galore. Go watch Cocktail. Goodbye. Goodbye.